Mystery Minnesota is an original fiction podcast from Adventures in Creativity Productions. Call it an anthology of strange stories, mysteries of a punishing land, and the people that call it home. And these stories impacted one man's life in a way he never anticipated. Believe them or don't. But remember, these stories are told in order, so make sure and start at the beginning. Don't worry, we'll be here whenever you catch up. Welcome to Mystery Minnesota. When a man lives a long life, he finds he has a lot of time in those later years to reflect on all he's done, all he's experienced, and all he's been through. Looking back stirs up a lot of regrets, but it also brings a lot of things into perspective. You begin to see how threads connect, threads that seemed completely unrelated at the time, but now, through that magic looking glass called age and experience, the guy begins to understand just how one thing led to another, which led to you right where you're standing today. It's that perspective that can stop regret dead in its tracks. You see, once you realize that your decision not to take that scholarship to play football at the big university is what led you to working that shitty job you hated, which in turn led you to meet the love of your life, which led to a lifetime together full of marriage, kids, a family, and well, Regret over what might have been turns into joy and peace at the thought of thank God that happened or I wouldn't have her and the kids in my life. And someone like Sven, well, he had more perspective and peace than anyone Ben had ever met. listened as Sven finished his tale. He didn't trail off at the end like someone lost in the glow of reminiscing. No, quite the opposite actually. Sven, he was agitated, tense, as if he just felt that same twisting wrongness of the fear that tried to grip him all those years ago, flare to life in his belly and shoot up his spine. They sat a long while in silence after that. The ticking of the old mantel clock echoed in the small kitchen like a crack of a rifle. In the living room, the TV was low and the sounds of some afternoon talk show murmured softly as the dust fluttered through the beams of sweltering sunlight that now poured through the front windows. Sven's story of the Bakahostin and his encounter with old Zeke was terrifying, but it didn't make sense to Ben at all. What did this mythological horse, this Kelpie, is that what he called it, have to do with old Zeke? While the myth from Sven's Scandinavian roots made sense, how did that equate to old Zeke, the man, the thing, that dwelled in the secrecy of fog that he'd heard about since he was a child? As he waited for Sven to continue, he thought back to his encounter with the fog. He was terrified. He watched that swirling fog seem to take shape the shape of a man more than any horse. And the muted silence was nearly complete, even his mom's voice was barely audible in that soupy mist, but there were no sounds of horses, no whistle. 
Baka Hostin isn't old Zeke. Sven had finally summoned his courage and gained control of that fear that had threatened to rise once again. He was ready to finish telling Ben what, after years of ciphering on the issue, he had managed to figure out about old Zeke and the monster in the fog. Little did Ben know he was about to nearly piss his pants just like he did that night all those years ago when he was out in the fog himself. Now Sven, he was positive he had encountered the Baca Hostin and that this mystical horse had done its best to lure him to hop on for one last ride. And that damn horse, well, she nearly succeeded in riding him to the bottom of Wagner's Creek. To this day, he's never ridden a horse because of that night. But there was something else there that night. That horse wasn't calling the shots. That evil creature was doing the dirty work of something else. There was something else there in the fog, something Sven would never forget. The feeling of being watched, of being stalked and hunted, of being surrounded in the heavy thickness of that swirling fog. He had no doubt he was being hunted before that damn horse showed her beautiful face in the mist. And when that horse failed to lure him on that final ride and turned to disappear back into the mist, his legs gave out and he fell to the ground. Something was there. Something close that took a swing at removing his head from his body. Something that had crept ever closer while he waged mental battle with the mist-born death horse. And something that he never even noticed. Old Zeke. Ben, hearing this, well, you could say he was shaken. The conviction in Sven's voice spoke to a truth he believed right down deep into his core. It was so far-fetched and unbelievable that Ben found himself stifling a chuckle as he turned it over in his mind. Looking at Sven, he wasn't sure what to think. Sure, he'd been drawn into his story, but how the hell could a guy be expected to believe there were multiple fog monsters working together to trap victims and lure them to their death? I mean, what were they, some sort of supervillain team of boogeymen? No, his, his mom and dad, they raised him right, and he knew to show respect to the now elderly Sven, so he knew better than to belittle or outright laugh at Sven's story, but it was incredibly far-fetched. This wasn't some Lovecraftian story. This was an old wives' tale that had been ramped up to 11 by an old man. While Sven seemed to still be mentally razor sharp, maybe he was in possession of a dementia-riddled mind. Seeing this, Sven shook his head at Ben. He knew the young man didn't believe him, knew he was filled with thoughts of how ridiculous this whole story was. Sven had seen the look before. You know, that, that look someone gets as they pat a child on the head saying, Good job, you tried your best. The look they gave him as they decided he was just another geezer losing his mind, but he most certainly was not. So he laid it out real simple for Ben. Old Zeke and Baka Hostin are not working together. 
That damn horse haunts the mist by the water because its only game is to take you on one last ride. It's some perverse game of catch and release, but old Zeke, well, he's not tied to the water like that damn horse. He's smart. He's learned that he's not the only one hunting those mists. And if he wants to feed, then he has to adapt. Ben stared in amazement at the fire in Sven's eyes, the sharpness of his tongue as he laid out his theory. Maybe he was telling the truth. Maybe, but he did his best to mask the sadness at seeing this old man so lost in his mind. Those lines between real and make-believe clearly erased long ago. But Sven wasn't done. He leaned in close, uncomfortably close to Ben. So close, Ben could feel his breath. The smell of coffee and the salami sandwich he had for lunch caused his eyes to water, but Ben stayed put. He owed Sven that much. He was a good man, even if his mind had failed him as it had begun failing his body years ago. That wasn't his fault. As Sven gripped his arm, his hands like an iron vice, he spoke slowly and with intensity, spit forming at the corners of his mouth as he forced the words out. Old Zeke has to feed. He is a creature of the mist, of a forgotten time. But unlike the Bakahastan which came here from the old country, Old Zeke is a creature that is older than this patch of land itself. Those early years when there weren't many people around here, he could feed less often. Existing in that place past hunger but before total starvation. He understood that if he was patient, he'd get a meal sooner or later. As more and more people settled this land, his opportunities to feed increased. And as he fed more often, his willingness to wait diminished. He wasn't content with laying in wait. Old Zeke turned to the ways of a mountain lion, a stealthy predator that used the Bakahastan as bait. It wasn't my grip that held me to that fence. Old Zeke had a hold of my hand, pinning me to the fence. You see, if I couldn't get to the horse, it would retreat to the mists, and then I would be his summer feast. He didn't count on my stubborn ass collapsing under the strain of trying to break free, and when he tried to grab me, I dropped so fast that he missed. And like that, the rabbit had escaped the fox. Old Zeke's patience had grown thin when he couldn't feed, and when the chance to feed evaded him, he made the land pay for his hunger. They paid in the form of heavy storms in the months to follow. Sven had escaped and the November blizzards of 88 pounded northern Minnesota. People died in the storm, severe damage to homes and property, and old Zeke was satisfied until the next summer. But that guilt burned in Sven every day. All of that damage, the deaths, the lives destroyed, all because old Zeke didn't feast. All because of him. Now and then a guy finds himself struggling to look at himself in the mirror, feeling like he just let himself get completely duped and sucked into someone else's nonsense. It'd be great if I could tell you that in those moments, as you search your heart and your soul for the truth, that was when the greatest clarity shone through. 
That would be great, wouldn't it? Except it's in those moments when you are sure that you've been tricked and when you've just seen the craziest side of things that the biggest doubt and uncertainty creeps in. The feeling of trying to convince yourself of the obvious because the outlandish just can't be true, can it? To really understand the torment Ben was dealing with, we have to try and keep in mind that his monster in the fog, old Zeke, the encounter he had as a child, well, that was pretty tame in comparison to the picture that Sven had painted for him. Up until that point, it was just a glorified fairy tale, something he only sort of believed in. A warning in that stupid saying from his childhood, even though that warning had been in the family for years. You know the one I'm talking about by now. Say it with me. Be wary when the fog rolls in, creeping slowly across the land. Lock your windows, stay indoors, old Zeke is close at hand. Sure, that summer night all those years ago he was afraid, but he was a kid. He was scared enough to piss his own pants and not realizing it, but he was still just a kid. A kid that wasn't sure if what he felt that night was real or just the product of a child's overactive imagination. Now though, Sven wanted him to believe that old Zeke was one of multiple monsters in the fog. A monster that, if he didn't get to feed, would somehow send punishing storms to torment the land and the people on it. Sven was well respected, it's why he went to ask him about old Zeke in the first place. But surely his advanced age and mind had some level of dementia ravaging him, making the lines between fantasy and reality completely disappear. Ben felt sorry for Sven. He had no real family and now was facing his final days in this confused state all on his own. Just a crazy old man living up in the woods, at least that's what an outsider would think of him. And while nearly every ounce of his body screamed at him that this nonsense with Sven's old Zeke story was just that, a story, there was still that small, nagging tug that couldn't help but wonder if Sven was right. I mean, let's just think about this for a second. Could there be a murder-loving mystical horse competing with a weather-controlling, murder-starved fog monster lurking in those swirling fogs, trying to feed on the first unsuspecting person it comes across? As shaken as Sven's stories had made him, he did what all country folk like to do up in the Northland when they just need to clear their heads. They head out for a drive. Sometimes just cruising back roads with the windows down, sound of gravel crunching under your tires as you mosey through winding roads cut long ago through this forested paradise, well, that's the recipe for letting go of some stress and finding your way to a bit of clarity to whatever problem is gnawing at your insides. Maybe it's the pure air in the woods, maybe the smell of the pines and birches, maybe it's hearing the wind whisper through the trees. Whatever the reason, it works more often than not, so off he went. No destination in mind, just driving, trying to ease a very troubled mind. 
As he pulled up in front of the library in town, he hadn't even fully realized where he was going. The only thing he could think of was to try and find some answers one way or the other. He'd gotten lost down massive rabbit holes online already, finding a whole lot of nothing. Go ahead, jump online, search for fog monsters or fog creatures or foggy legends and see what you find. You'll see what I mean. About a million works of fiction, from books to TV, movies to music. Too much to ever hope to sort through, let alone figure out what is a real historical account versus some random sci-fi or fantasy story. The internet was a dead end, but Ben thought maybe he could try to verify some of what Sven had told him by checking out some of the local history. So he headed to the library to use uh, that old microfiche system they have. Remember those? He used it to browse some of the newspapers from the summer of 1988. As he scrolled, he hazily recalled a lot of what he read. He was just a kid then, but he'd heard his parents talk in the evenings. Sven's stories, well, they seemed to match what he found in the papers. Everything, including the big blizzards, but he could have just made his story of old Zeke match up to match the news, right? He looked at other years, especially years where there were no huge storms or blizzards. He wasn't ready to accept it as concrete proof, but he did find that in most of those years, someone had gone missing. Either lost in the woods, a child abducted, women kidnapped, not to mention there seemed to be a pretty regular case of folks in this area turning up drowned. Seemed like at least once or twice a year someone took a swim and never made it back. This didn't make any sense. It wasn't proof of anything, but then again, maybe the old man was telling the truth, or at least some version of the truth. Ben knew deep in his belly there was but one way to know for sure. Which is why a few days later he found himself at his parents' place once again. This time he told them what he intended to do. His mom called it a silly waste of time and while she tried to laugh it off there was a nervousness to her voice that he didn't miss as she spoke. Ben's dad, as you can imagine, he wasn't happy. Said he'd never understand where he got his stubbornness from and why he was set on chasing a damn fool fairy tale, but while his words showed annoyance and irritation, his face, his body, they showed fear and distress. He told Ben not to do it. Quit worrying about these old stories and just let it be. He even grabbed Ben by the arm, squeezing him as he tried to tell him he was being a foolish child. But in the end, he stormed off, looking back once before retreating to his shed to finish the day's work. And as evening set and the fog began to roll in, Ben took a deep breath and felt the misty, cool air shift around him. That old tree at his back, waiting to bear witness as he found himself back where his story had started. Mystery Minnesota is an Adventures in Creativity production written, produced, and performed by David Swiduck. You can find out more about the show and all of the others at AICpod.com. 
If you're enjoying what you hear, be sure to reach out to us on social media by following at AIC Stories on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Or, of course, you can email us via the contact form on the site. If you want to support the show and help more people discover and uncover the mysteries we're exploring, you can leave us a review or, most importantly, share Mystery Minnesota with your friends. Look, no matter where you hang out, be it Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, or Instagram, word of mouth is still the best thing you can do to help support life here in Mystery Minnesota. So don't be shy. Let people know what's up. Of course, we'd love it if you checked out all of the other storytelling fun happening with Adventures and Creativity Productions as well. So while you're at AICpod.com, go ahead and explore all of the other content right there. You can get all of the great projects like Faded Words and Adventures in Creativity in one convenient place by subscribing to AIC Stories in the podcast app of your choice really is the best way to keep up with everything we have coming up for you on Adventures in Creativity Productions. But if you only want to follow the story of Mystery Minnesota, you can find us under Mystery Minnesota in your podcatcher or at anchor.fm slash mysteryminnesota. So get yourself all caught up and stick with us because there's more to the story here in Mystery Minnesota. <laughs>